Welcome to the podcast, Les Etrangères. Today, we have part one of our conversation with Yasmina and Alexandra. Together, we talked about how did we get to school in France, what was the process of adapting to it, and how do we feel after some years have passed. So, I hope you enjoy it. Here it goes. Welcome to the podcast. I am here with Alexandra. Hello. And Yasmina. Hello. Welcome to the podcast, guys. How are you feeling? Pretty good, actually. <laughs> yeah, not that bad. Normal. <laughs> not that you? bad. That's such a French answer. Not that bad. Not mal. Uh, no, not bad. Not bad. <laughs> I'm good. I'm okay. Thanks for asking. Good. Uh, how's your week going so far? Well, it's pretty good. It's our first week of holidays. Yes, so, holidays. Yes. I mean, our first week of unemployment, really. Oh. Um, holidays. Yeah, possible. pretty pretty much non-intellectual. So I can <laughs> I appreciate that for once. Well, but that's kind of seeing the glass half empty attitude. You need to like, we are. I'm on holiday. I'm on vacation. <laughs> that's how I'm taking it for now. I mean, I haven't really started looking for a job, so. Ah, she's stressing too much. <laughs> I don't 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 take her seriously. She's enjoying vacation. I am. You are. I'm sure you are. Indeed. Happy to have some holidays. <laughs> well, so I know why you guys are on holiday, but people in the podcast don't know. Like, tell me about you guys. Why are you guys on holiday? So we just finished our masters a week ago. Yay! Pretty much. Thank you. After <laughs> Thank you. about six years, so it's been quite a long time. And yeah, we had our final exam. It was an oral exam uh, on Monday, so the twentieth a week ago. And yeah, now we're free. <laughs> yeah, we're free, but we're not that much feeling it, if you know what I mean. I don't know after after six years in the same place wow. and all that. It's just. It, it feels like we're just going to come back in, in fall, you know? It's, it's pretty weird. <laughs> I think it's really going to hit you after the holiday time. Like, when people go back to war and you're like, huh, what am I supposed to do? Well, we hope yeah, we're going to find a job, you know? <laughs> I had the opposite experience, actually. Because when I came, I just came from studying, from, like, having two years of holiday. From wow. doing nothing for two years, I had to go back to be like, you have to study all the weeks. Like, there are no, like, uh, how do you call them? Like, protestas? Oh, like, uh... Um, strikes. strikes. No strikes. Or, yeah. People study all the time. What is this? <laughs> because when I go, we have strikes, like... Well, when I used to study, we had strikes, like, twice a year. So, oh, like, interesting. You got a period of, like, a lot of studies done and a period of nothing done. I see. So, actually, I've had a lot of time of, like, doing nothing, and I realized I'm really happy doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, so but... So, it's hard to get back into, like, study mood, or... It was really stressful. It was really, 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 really stressful. I can't believe it. I noticed now that I'm in holiday that, wow, I was so stressed out, because I had to study and work, and, right. like, I had to study something that I had never studied before, mm-hmm. in a language that I had never studied before, mm-hmm. and it was just, like, a lot... Thankfully, I did manage at the end. But you did manage to enjoy your time in those two years, no? Oh, I did. Well, I like to keep busy, but uh, I did manage. What happens is that I like to do stuff that I want because I want to. So yeah, for school, it's just like, you have to do this because the teacher wants it. It's like, mm, I don't feel like it. I don't know. It's a different thing, yeah. Oh, definitely. Wow. So what were you doing in those two years? Well, because uh, I moved, so I moved a lot actually. Yeah. So first I moved to from Venezuela to I went my exchange program in the states, and that was like four months. So I was there, I was studying technically, but it was like exchange program, so it was no big deal. Plus I wasn't working, so I was just like, exchange program. Amazing. Fine. <laughs> and then I came back, and I was like, it was like Venezuela life. I was like hard. Then I was like. I'm gonna move, so I moved to Colombia, and I moved alone. I had to work. Oh my god, the worst time ever! I had to work for like five in the morning to five in the afternoon. Oh wow, really? amazing! No, I didn't work from five what in the morning. What were you doing? Like, what kind of work were you? Doing? I was teaching, but okay. the school started at seven, so teachers were supposed to be at six, and that was literally in another city. So I had to wake up at five to get like the first metro and get there at six. 
I never did it. <laughs> they hated me. Wow. <laughs> they hated me. They were like, this person is so like, irresponsible. I'm like, the five in the morning is so natural. It's not It's normal. not natural at all. Yeah, I know. So happy when my contract ended. I was like, I'm free. Bye-bye. Bye. See ya. We don't want to be. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much that, yeah. It was so hard. And then I... Then I stopped doing that, I started a different work, and my mom moved with me. And then for that year, I was just applying to schools and stuff. Because that time I wasn't studying, I was just working. And well, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, this year was awful having to study again. I can imagine, but you got used to it, right? I mean... I got used to it. I think what was hard was not the studying, it was just that everything was different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Especially the French system is not necessarily the easiest to get I didn't or not hate it. to really. I didn't hate the French system because it does. Because for me, like if it's not a well, let's explain. Like the French system, you basically have to study, and at the end you get an exam. Well, how how would you explain this, the French system? I'm not sure because for us maybe it was a bit different, but it's for for me personally, it was very tough. Like um, they're very tough with. For example, grading. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you uh, won't yes. get anything higher than a fifteen, and even if you get fifteen, it's a great grade. Yeah. Um, I felt it was yeah they're pretty tough on that sense, and we had a lot of classes like seven, eight classes per semester. Yes. That, yes. Um, so that was pretty difficult as well to start with. I don't know how it is at your university because I think it changes from school to school. Well, I did have a lot of classes. Like I remember when I I was enrolling, and I like asked Rafael, I was like. Rafael, I don't get it. Which one are the electives? Like, which one should I choose from? They're like, no, you have to take them all. <laughs> like, They're like nine classes. Exactly. And I was like, but which one do I choose from? No, no, all. Exactly. Yeah. But you had an exam at the end, like, just a final exam. Oh, well, so it wasn't really that hard for me as well, because I study arts. So yes. I only had two, three, three theoretical classes, actually. Okay. Which is philosophy, yeah. history, and the French class, which is the language class, which just wasn't that hard. So, for my art classes, it was like every week you had to, every week or every other week you have to turn something in, like do something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that wasn't so hard because you didn't really get graded on language or knowledge. You would just like okay. be creative. Yes. But at the same time, that was hard because it's like you're not creative enough, or like you're not creative in the right way. So it was a hard. Um, hard thing to get used to because in architecture it's just like you respond to something yes but in this case you're responding to yourself but it has to like be appropriate to what the teacher likes mm-hmm. and in my history classes I like that it was at the beginning it was just mostly listening to and reading yes and then at the end you get like a presentation and an exam so I like that I had enough time to prepare for that or to get used to that that's interesting for the grading, I think you told me that getting a 14 was like, you did it. Exactly. So That's I like an A. I mean, the equivalent of, of other education systems. Yeah. GPA is a 14. Wow. So it's, it's insane. So I had a very low expectation for my grade when I got here. Good. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I didn't, and I got really disappointed Aww. when I started getting like 11s and stuff. But when we did start, our, our campus director, he told us that we should not expect amazing grades that and if we in the case we get we get very low grades it was not the time to quit school <laughs> and especially because we were coming from I mean I think in Sciences Po they're pretty much all the overachievers who yes, came you world. know so all, all the people who who got very good grades throughout school it must be huge hard for them I guess like the ego like because I think for a lot of people who do very good in school, they um, they attach a lot of their like self-esteem, their value to it, and it can be super hard. Exactly. And then in, in arts and humanities, as you were saying that, oh, you it's not theoretical knowledge, is it's being creative. I think in arts and humanities in general, it can be very subjective. So there's no... I felt that in Sciences Po a lot because I was coming from... A, math computer science background really yes so wow. i felt you know how subjective it can get and maybe that professor wants it one way but maybe it doesn't correspond to your 
your understanding of creativity or your understand understanding of of a certain topic you know so it's very it's very complicated like even adapting to that was something interesting you know okay. because us in humanities if you look at high school and middle school it's it was given everything was given mm-hmm. so it was it wasn't something to really think a lot about you know yeah, it, was it was more about um, memorizing things and learning by heart right yes but in the end it's i mean it's better i i guess it's better the way they teach it here because you really have to even though you don't get the highest grades you really get to think critically about yeah. the issues right yeah. and that's the difference from other systems where you just learn to really like i don't know you learn things by heart and, and or you learn things to apply you learn yeah. them you apply them and as then they a are a couple of weeks after the exam you've forgotten everything yes well here you really learn a way of thinking in a way of seeing things critically and that's i think that's really good i appreciate that from from france that's really good from but that that system. that applies a lot only to what is society human science what is um art what is music and whatever but not necessarily like i don't know coding you wouldn't necessarily give your yeah, <laughs> critical opinion objective or medicine like oh, yes. no i think you know this i think is, you should take the substance <laughs> instead of the other one you know i don't know i think is it really that bad to be sick just be sick <laughs> well, i mean i think it can still help but <laughs> something like know, that critical thinking always helps but yes it helps but it's not taught in all um countries oh definitely not definitely not I just have one teacher, my literature teacher in high school. Mm-hmm. She was like really into us being critically think- thinkers and that really stuck with me. So I always appreciate that. I think also you and I, are, our moms are both psychopedagogists, yes, right? Yes, they are. <laughs> did, they, did your mom ever tell you like, you don't have to be the best in school? Because my mom always, always told me that. <laughs> she always told me that grades were not really very important. She that was they like, just really do your best your, and yeah. whatever the grades. I mean, even though in the end grades were important because that's kind of what allowed me to come, you know, to Sciences Po and to come yeah. to France and everything. So they did count, but she never, I mean, she never thought that my grades were representative of my worth as a person and that really took away a lot of I mean it took a lot of weight away from me and it really made me see school I think in a more positive light yeah me too my mom was like oh it doesn't really matter the grade as long as you learn exactly (laughs) she was always like that it's true especially I mean especially at university level once you're doing a master's degree your grades don't necessarily matter because no one is going to care about how Unless you want to do a PhD, maybe then it it does. But still, I think in PhD as well as a lot of like, what you write and who yeah. you know, like in the, in the day you know you like have things in your face or something yeah. like that. And then if you really have something innovative, like an idea that yeah. breaks everything yeah, known so far, so yeah. But a lot of it is just working hard and yeah, trying to learn and apply what you learn at the end of the day, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. What about you, Jasmine? So how is this coding background that you had? <laughs> Are you, were you like a girl? Kid? No, actually. Um, so back home in Romania, because I'm from Romania, nice. uh, in high school, you get to, cho- get to choose, but not really, uh, your yeah. your kind of profile, you mm. know? So I, I ended up choosing math, computer science, but th- that didn't exclude um, literature or language or um, some other kind of um, humanities. Um, but it was more focused on, on math and computer science in the end. Oh. Um, I, cho- I ended up choosing that because I thought it would give me more, uh, more opportunities for later. I wasn't really, I wasn't really, I didn't really decide what I wanted to do for university. Mm. So a math computer science background in Romania would have given me the opportunity to go to engineering or to med school or even to humanities because I came to Sciences Po, which is pretty much social science humanities. And I thought that I would end up, you know, knowing more, thinking differently than if I went to a social science background directly. It's just because of the way they would do school back home, mm. you know. So I thought, for me, it was so much clearer. clearer. Or Although I was not a big fan of math, when it wasn't working, I was, I was not a fan anymore. So when it was working, when I would be able to mm. solve everything and apply everything, it was working very well. <laughs> otherwise, otherwise, when there was, like, when it would become too difficult, I was like, Oh, how am I gonna solve this? I have no idea mm. what is this, who invented math, you know, and all that. So yeah. And for I mean coding, well 
I'm not an expert in coding. And I think one of the errors they would do in the system is that they would just make a curriculum and it was just, you know, you just have to follow that. And mm. it was not the best kind of coding, you know. We would, like, literally mm. learn by heart many things just because many times we wouldn't understand. It was pretty tough, you know. So, yeah, I mean, priorities. It depends. <laughs> it depends. Yeah, that's kind of what I like about the American high school system, that a lot of kids get to choose what they want to learn. Oh, yeah. You get to choose, I mean, in my case, you get to choose what's a bit more focused on because each profile comes with a a given set of classes. So uh, maybe those in social science, they would do less math like the ba- maybe the basics basics we would do much more mm-hmm. but at the same time we would do less history we would do less we would still do the humanities but less mm-hmm. it was also focused for the final big exa- exam at the end of, you had a of the high final school big exam? yeah yeah which is like baccalaureate but it's in did we have this no no, no. that's a very European thing to oh, have yeah God. pretty much it's the end of like it's the end of school, high school, like, exam, and it's a huge thing. I think I would have failed that. <laughs> <laughs> I would be so scared. No, 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 because actually, I mean, it is, it, it is also a disadvantage at the same time, because you learn, like, in, in school, you start, you start learning at some point for the exam, so nothing else matters, mm. so you put a lot of things aside in order to be, like, focused on how to strategize, how mm. to make you know the maximum of it if you can you know and all that or how to pass for some people it depends like how right. much competitive you were or, you know did you ever take the sat alexandra yes once i took the sat as well yeah. i passed it so i think i could have done it but i did it like two years after high school yeah <laughs> i also i did it no i did it well i mean there's no like really like there's no passing grade for the sat in the end no right? but i got a good grade you got a good grade yeah yeah i think uh i don't remember my scores but I think I, I, I mean, I didn't really study much for it, but I had a good grade for critical, it was the part of critical, not critical thinking. Like the literature, like the, yeah, like the thinking part. Yeah, I got a good grade on that, but I got like a lower score in math. In math. Yeah, yes. I got the lowest score. I got the lower <laughs> score in math. And I remember that the bo- both language parts were pretty good. And the other, the math part was not that good, but I find it really unfair as a test. Mm-hmm. Because I think it's really, um, I, I don't know, it's really targeted to um, American or, yes. or English-speaking students. Okay. So for us, as non-native speakers, even though, I mean, yes, I, we did manage to get a good grade. Um, but, I mean, I don't know if we can ever get grades as good as those of uh, Amer- like native speakers, you know? So I find okay. it really unfair that we're um, evaluated on the same basis as native speakers. That's a good point, actually. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think it should be the same because, of course, we don't have the same skills. We don't have the... I mean, we haven't... We didn't even learned. have the same classes. Exactly, we didn't have the same classes, so you cannot evaluate students coming from a different system on the same basis as an American student, you know? Yeah, so course. I think that some universities do it. Some universities waive the requirement of the SAT in the U.S., Oh. But I think all of them should for foreign students or have a different kind of test or something. I think they, they considered your situation. They considered. I think they should. Because I applied to some schools and I got to good schools with my SAT score. But um, but yeah, like the math part, there, were, there was a lot of math I had to learn for the test. Exactly. Because my math sucked. Exactly. Yes. I think, yeah, I think you can learn it. But still, you first of all, you have to probably either pay for private classes or for some kind of training. No, I did all free to some. Or I was you low did budget. it on your own, exactly. But still, it's a lot of work, a lot of extra work if you're not coming from the American education system. Yeah, because Americans, like, they prepare for it, like, years before. Exactly. And even some foreigners, because when I teach to my students, my older students are, like, preparing for the SAT two years before. Yeah. And they take it for fun. And even in some private schools in Latin America, when I took the SAT, there were a lot of kids that were going to take it. And they were just like kids that were like, my teacher told me I had to take this. And they were like, and it's like $250. Yeah. Really? You have yeah. to pay for it? And they paid for it and they just took it because their teacher told them to do it, but they were not interested. They did not study it. They did not care. Oh, God. Yeah. I was like, the fuck? This is a real opportunity for some people. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. But it, I, don't, I don't find it fair. So it shouldn't be an admissions requirement for foreign students, in my opinion. That's a good point. Yeah. Well, American education is messed up anyway. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in I mean, all sense. 
I, I don't think, I mean, many education systems have their flaws. True, that's true. And I think it also depends a lot, for example, maybe on the political situation in each country. So it depends on a lot of things in the end. It is true, it is true. I mean, for me, yeah, for me, the main problem is the cost of education in the U.S. In, in the U.S. Well, there's a lot of things, like getting in is impossible. Yeah. Then paying for it is impossible. Exactly. And then it's it has a lot of stress culture. Like, when I was in my exchange program, I was in Colombia, so it was an Ivy League. Eight, eight kids killed themselves in that semester. Eight. In that four months that I was there, eight people killed themselves. Oh, wow. Like, every other week, there was a, an email from the... Oh my Pressing god. Me like we are grieving because of this. It was like a crazy 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 uh, stressful culture. That's insane. We we it also had some like that kind of culture in our undergrad, I think. Yes, because it was it's it's a very then it's a sort of school where they always have high expectations of us, you know. So um I think Well, I think that that would only find like, I would only find it in Sciences Po, I guess, because it is, like, the Ivy League of France, at least. Pretty much. And, like, everyone I, I, I read comes from, like, this sort of culture that you have to be the best. Yes. And I guess it will come from that. And there's not enough investment on mental health. It's definitely not. So there's no um, support if you really, like, I mean, if you're really feeling anxious or depressed, you're kind of left alone. What are the so, options? I mean, you should get. I think at I think at university you have you have like you can go to a psychologist or something, but I'm not yes. sure how it works. Really, I've never tried personally to go to a psychologist um, through Sciences Po. I think they should have you know a sort and I of think a they service, do. yeah, they a counseling a service. service. But I'm not sure how good it is and how um, well known it is for students. You know, there's like no, not enough information maybe on that. Um, and I think, I don't know, I think it should just be more obvious, they should talk about it more and they should uh, promote these, like, those services for students because there are many people that are struggling, especially new students. Foreign students. Foreign, foreign students. students. Like, I Coming struggled from, during yeah. my first year. Oh my God, yes. Everyone struggled during their first year, then I you actually, get used to it. I actually went to the colleges here. Yeah. My problem, oh, wow. I like that it was free. I like that. Because mm-hmm. you, you pay for stuff. Um, the appointments were okay. I think they were like once a month for okay. the, like the the availability. Yeah, I wasn't struggling that much actually. I was just like interested in like getting some counseling. What I did not like is that you had to do it in French. So like, okay, okay. I'm in a French school. Yeah. But my French is not that great, so obviously expressing myself is not the same. No. Oh, yeah, for sure, it's not. They should yeah. have like both English. I mean, yeah. there there are English speaking psychologists in Paris. That's they should definitely have that option as well. Yeah, and then yeah, for for foreign stu- students, it, it's a big deal because you come to a system that it's very different from yours. Yeah. I mean, not all of us. I mean, there were many people in in Sciences Po coming from uh, lycée français mm-hmm. in other countries, yes. which maybe made their transition easier. Most but, people, huh? yeah. But for <laughs> us, not coming from a lycée français, it was, it was a, a it was a bit of a shock. You know, it was a bit of a shock, and also because they were insisting upon the methodology that they had and it was one methodology that you had to learn and many times I think okay I appreciate the structure of the French methodology on how to write it's clear um, but at the same time I think they were exaggerating a bit that they were not presenting all the types of methodology that we could use because yeah. they consider themselves an international school well I want to see mm. that kind of character you That's know interesting. so I appreciate I mean I'm not saying oh my god the French methodology is interesting to see. It's clear. It's structured, but there are so many more out there, and maybe some to which people would get more accustomed to. Mm-hmm. You know, like very easily than to one in particular. But they were very much insisting on one type. You know, right. So very much imposing, almost let's say, because there was no other way. You had no other choice. You had to do that. Wow, I would say that my teachers were a lot more flexible. That's cool. Yeah, I think, uh, and we don't even have like most uh, foreign students, but like they were very accepting to the foreign students, all my teachers. So if I didn't know how to do something, I was like, mm, I did it this way, and he was like, okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> First, our masters is like that, but yeah, the, the masters, the masters was like more relaxed, but the Much undergrad, more. I mean, it's true. Then, then we were coming from one of the campuses that were the. 
hardest, hardest <laughs> pretty much yeah uh and uh yeah i mean their expectations were were very high and the grades that were coming with it would put you down very fast no. because the grades were very low all the time i mean you would work and work and work and you would get a 10 uh, so that that was pretty bad <laughs> i hate when that happened like in my second semester there was a class that i like every week i did something and i didn't like it so the next week i did something different mm-hmm. and at the end she was like mm, you get an 11 and i was like exactly <laughs> That's exactly i worked so hard on this you're like why but then whatever in the end i also care i also had a, a similar situation we had sort of a political sociology course and i had a presentation and she said, wow, that was, that was well done. That was interesting. I, I, I appreciate her presentation. I, I would only have two remarks, but that's all. And then when I received the grade, it was 11. I hear when they do that, like, oh, I love that. It. it was perfect. You get a 10. Exactly. <laughs> well, that's when you learn not to care anymore. I think after that has happened twice, you just learn not to care anymore. And you're like, okay, I got a 10, 11. It's, it's okay. I mean, I, I did my best. It's true. And that's, true. that's when you're confronted to their way of grading. Yeah. And you're like, I did my best. I don't care. It's not going to change your life. It's not going to make any difference. Like, in the bigger picture. So, you just accept it. It's yeah. true. It's true. And you have to end up accepting it. Exactly. Because otherwise, I think it would be very tough. Yeah, it does teach you to, like, roll with the punches, like, go with the flow, I guess. Yeah. Like, you have to make the best of the situation no exactly. matter what. True. And yeah. it's hard. <laughs> well, and, uh, well, let's talk about how we got here. Because I think we haven't talked about it. I know Jasmina's from Romania. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me, Jasmina, where, how do you come, how do you get here? Oh, wow, that's, that's, that's an interesting way. Yeah, because one of my <laughs> questions is, like, where do you come from? Where are we? And, like, where are we going? Oh, yeah. Okay, so you can answer this question how you want. So, I come from Romania. How I got here, I have no idea. Same. <laughs> Honestly, I have no idea. Um, no, actually, I told you, I, I, I didn't really have a clear picture of what I was going to do after high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I didn't really decide until second semester of my last year of high school, pretty much on the limit. Um, and, uh, yeah, I was looking, I was trying to, you know, take offers from here, from there. Maybe I would have stayed at home. Maybe I would have gone abroad, but this idea with going abroad just got into me at some point. It got into me. It it was like, you know, I was possessed by this idea pretty much. Like I was not seeing left, right. I was like beginning to ignore some other offers just because I, I had this idea. I, I have to go abroad. And, um, of course, at first I was interested in countries like maybe the UK, Denmark, just because they had, like, there were these organizations that had these, like, very colorful, colorful flyers. Oh, you go to this university and this is exciting and they have so many programs, you know. And then in the end, I ended up by considering that it's too much, too expensive, too, all that, too, too much effort. And then one day I heard from uh, from one of my French teachers about Sciences Po, mm. and uh, because there were two girls that um, previously went to the to to this university, and um, from my school, and I was like, okay, I'm I'm just gonna give it a try. Then I've been learning until then. I've been learning French for like eight years or something wow. like that. So I I was already comfortable with the language. And uh, it was not my first time in France. And I was like, okay, well, let's apply. I applied. Um, I went through all the steps, which was, um, first it was the ap- online application. Then they would call you to an interview. And then from the interview on, they would say whether you got in or not. Uh, but you could be eliminated at the application stage very easily. Right. So, uh, yeah, I was like, only seeing this option in front of me, you know. Mm. I started ignoring any other kind of opportunity, like, you know, just maybe applying to other university in, universities in France or applying to, I don't know, in other countries or in Romania. In Romania, the process would have been much later anyway. Okay. So I was seeing only this option. So I was like, okay, it's either this, my passport to going abroad, you know, to mm-hmm. study abroad, or I'm staying home and I'm going to go later. So... I got, I mean, I got the positive answer for the interview. Sorry, I, I had, I had my interview, and after the interview, I was like, okay, I'm gonna wait, and I waited for the an answer, and it was a positive one. They got, uh, they accepted me. I got in, 
And I was like super excited. I that day I got the email. I was like I screamed. All my neighbors <laughs> heard me. It was oh it was super God. weird. That's I was like okay yes we're doing this. And I was only I mean I'm telling you I I have to insist upon this. I was only seeing that. It was it was there was nothing else. I don't know how that happened. Mm-hmm. But then I now I'm asking myself why I was there. <laughs> but I, <laughs> that's because of the critical thinking they teach you. Of course, you know? of course. <laughs> so why did I do this? What am I gonna do after I I don't know really. Um, haven't made my my mind up yet. Uh, so yeah, I that's how I got into France. Nice. And you guys were in Dijon before this. How you guys met, right? Yes. Yes. We were in Dijon before. How yes. was Dijon? Did you guys like it? Boring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, be a bit more generous. <laughs> okay. I I mean, it was. Nice glass half full, Alexander. <laughs> exactly. Glass pretty optimistic person, but regarding Dijon, I mean, it's just no. It was a nice campus because we were like I think 150 students or something. Yeah, like that, very few. Yeah. So we were like a small family, but the city itself, for a student like for a 19 year old like we were, it was a little bit boring. There was no nightlife, and also we had a lot of work, so we had too much work, and we didn't really have time to enjoy life back then. So Uh I was kind of looking forward to leaving Dijon. (laughs) (laughs) That's my personal opinion. It's a very pretty city. I mean, I would recommend anyone to go visit and try the mustard and the wine and everything. It's really nice, but I didn't really like it as a place to live and I'm also a city person so same maybe that's also why I didn't really I enjoy my time it's so there. funny when people are like oh yeah I need to get out of the city yeah like, no. <laughs> no I feel like no I mean nature is beautiful but if you're going to nature you're going to nature not to a city that is not really a city I don't know I don't know it's not it was not my city <laughs> I mean it's true it's it's a very small city you can discover it in one weekend so exactly. easily you know but we had to stay there for two years pretty much yeah. <laughs> it's a bit long yeah so yeah and with all I mean you wouldn't see the best part of it just because we were like loaded up with work and it was also a pretty rainy region yes. I don't know if your if your mood yeah. depends on on the weather but many times for me that's the case oh my god I think you told me this like oh Dijon's not so rainy and Dijon's the sun yeah and especially coming from Venezuela right Maricano which <laughs> is like sunny every day that's all awesome the time. and I yeah we get like two rain seasons and then there's like a week <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome <laughs> and then there was like raining every day and i was like i cannot deal with this that would have been hard yeah. that so paris is amazing in comparison in comparison it's still paris. rainy a lot it's rainy but even if it's rainy like you have things to do you know yeah you that's the thing you have gym, you can go anywhere even if it's rainy it's so. true you have People a lot of stop. opportunities i mean exactly. it's a huge city like in Dijon being small, you just had what two muse- two three museums and Aww. a mall and like you know tiny cute like a few places where we yeah just exactly go. and like kebab. two restaurants yeah <laughs> yeah the kebab. kebab the tea place that was a great there was place. a very nice tea place that's <laughs> the tea shop and there's like a handful of stuff yeah, yeah. no no it's, maybe it's, a couple the Chinese restaurant was amazing there was as well. there was yeah we we, just said, we were always going to that Chinese <laughs> restaurant. They gave us three fourteen cookies every time. Aww. Yes, really very nice. cute. Okay, that's cool. Poorly translated fourteen cookies. <laughs> cookies. That's how you know they're real. <laughs> that's how you know. Yeah. So yeah. And fun. how do you guys meet? <laughs> we met on the first day of that school. That was funny. Did you? So. Yes. You know, I don't know how your experience of first day of school was, but us, it was just raining exams in the first day of school. No. <laughs> we, had, we had a week um, dedicated to introducing us to the methodology. So we had class every day from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m., like the whole day. The That's whole day. Wild. And first day, first day, they literally, we got there, they dropped, and then they were like, introduction, oh yeah, welcome, whatever. And then they literally dropped exams on us, like one after the other. <laughs> yeah, just to see, like, you know. Yeah. To test you. So, in of, the yeah. beginning, in that day, or I don't know, the second day, whatever. Uh, so, throughout the week, we had to, like Alexandra said, we had to learn a bit of be introduced to the methodology, how you do a presentation, how you write, you know. So pretty much the French 
option. And it was very funny because um, we had to do a presentation at the end of the week with what we learned, like with the methodology that we learned. And we had a presentation with being like, you know, two people. Ah. <laughs> so it was in a duo, yeah. It was on um, doping. And we did it on doping, yeah. It was super funny. But, I mean, everybody was trying to get together. And I was seeing, for example, I met the Romanians that were in, mm-hmm. in the campus because there were like several. And um, each of them just went with each other or went with other people. Aww. Just, you know, they just like they whatever. They paired up real quick. Yeah everybody paired up super quickly and I'm like okay so now what am I gonna do I was like low like I was like okay and I asked uh, I asked I asked a girl I was like do you know who doesn't have a pair because I'm like you know I was desperate I was like okay I'm just gonna be alone and then she said oh there's there's Alexandra and I was like okay but which Alexandra I don't know her <laughs> I, I have no idea who Alexandra is and, and then I just saw her and I was like hey are you Alexandra <laughs> and then I was like yeah and I'm like, do you have a pair? No. But let's let's do this together. And she was like, oh, yeah, okay, that works. Because she was also looking for somebody. Yeah. I had no co-nationals to right. pair up with me because I was the only Latin American there. Latin American? Not even other Latin... Wow. Yeah, yeah. a few non-Europeans of the campus. Oh, yeah. Yes, because, you know, Sciences Po and Bachelors, they have uh, different campuses. Mm-hmm. And each campus has a sort of, you know, specific kind of focus. Mm-hmm. So... Dijon was really uh, Eastern Central Europe with the focus also on the European Union. So it was very European focused, you know. It was the European campus. We are Europeans. It was the adventure girl who decided out of the blue to come to Dijon for some reason that I still don't understand. But I did it. So yeah, we just paired up. Okay, natural, nice. You know, we were... I think we're talking in French. That, that presentation was terrible, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it was on doping, yeah, whatever it was. It was, you know, at the end of the it week, we terrible. were happy. I it think. was just for testing you guys. It was just for testing. It was, it was not a big deal. It was my first presentation in French, I think. Yeah, so, yeah, it was our first, and even my first presentation, but we, you know, with the methodology. With the and French everything. methodology. Yes, exactly. exactly. So, anyway, they would criticize us afterwards, but whatever. So you that's, understood. That's you how we met. Yeah, exactly. So, that's how we met, and that's that's how, we, I don't know, we just talked together. I think we stayed friends, yeah. No, it's really nice, because you guys have been together for, like, the whole time. Yeah. yeah. And there were times when we literally had all classes together. Oh. Yeah, and yeah. then not no classes together. Yeah, and then, I don't <laughs> know what happened in the meantime. each other. I mean, we spent some years apart, because... She was in the U.S., I was in Norway, then we did our gap years in different places, so, yeah. When you were in the U.S.? Yeah, so the third year is um, is an exchange ah, year yes. for Sciences Po students, like, either exchange to a university, or um, you can do, like, internships, like, mm-hmm. you can start building up your experience. So, yeah, we chose, uh, like, I I wanted a new, another university Where experience. did you go? So I went to Los Angeles. Oh my god, how was that? USC? It was USC, oh yes. God. Best school, like really. <laughs> Very know, expensive, like, but best school. I sound like, you know, like USC, yeah, like, you know the Wildcats? <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. <laughs> no, it was really, it was the experience that I wanted. I knew from the first time I wanted to go to Los Angeles. I just don't know why. When I was four, I was like, Mom, I want to be an actress at Hollywood. Same. And she was, like, yeah. she was so like, okay, and then... I told her once I was I was small, but I was you know watching cartoons. I was like, okay, America, America, American English, oh, okay. <laughs> and <first>. then <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> once I told my mom, mom, don't be sad, but I'm just gonna go to the U.S. and then come back. But I'm gonna come back, but don't be sad, you know. But I want to go to the U.S. <laughs> so I just used that opportunity because I wouldn't have had another opportunity sure. to do that. I had yeah I had an American college experience. It was it was interesting. So was I it like it. the movies? It was well. It was sort of a hybrid because USC is one of the smaller American campuses. You know, okay. like not the typical huge one with a lot. But it was many a party things. a party college. Oh, it was. it was. Oh, it was. That's like, cool. Plus, because I had my I had my apartment. I was sharing an apartment with some other two girls, and our apartment was literally next to the street with all the, the frat, frat house. Yeah, all the frat, frat house. <laughs> so, party, party all the time. Uh, sororities also, like, really. So, no, no, no. It was. It was. But it was, it was really the American experience, and pretty much like the movies. Wow. 
Mine was not. I have to come back because mine was not. Really? You were I, in the center of New... Like, Barnard was at the center of New York. We New had, York. like, a small campus, but we had, like, a frat row. And yeah. there were, like, parties. Yeah. <laughs> but I just was never in the place or with the people that went to the parties. So I just, like, never went to a party. Did I go to a party? I think maybe I went... I went to one. I went to one. You went to one party. You, you went, went to party. one. <laughs> it was not that great. I was like, really? oh, lame. Yeah, so they had to go again. But I don't know. Everyone in my school was super, super study. Like they studied. Super study. Well, maybe what she said earlier and the fact that it was you know high compet- highly competitive yeah, and I mean, highly yeah yeah. So it I was, think so. The people were studying all the time in the library, like sleeping in the library. Like the library didn't close. The library closed at six a.m. and it opened at seven a.m. Oh wow. wow. Yeah, you could. We need that here. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what it was for me because being an exchange student, I did have classes, but I, I did not have the habit to actually go to the library a lot, you know? Um, and um, I, I mean, it then depends, I guess, on the region of the US as well. I felt that in California, pre- people are pretty chill. Okay. They they're they're not they're pretty much chill like they're fine they yeah work work when you have to but not like 24 7 you know i felt i went on vacation to new york for a week and i felt the i felt the pressure of even being a tourist you know i felt the pressure of the city the i love it though i miss the, the pressure because i don't have it here and i feel like it's making me really chill you don't have the it here pressure. but i don't have like the pressure because in my hall let yes. me tell you about my hall in, in barnard guys so I was in a, it was a normal hall, but everyone was international. But yeah. Like they studied here normal, they studied there normally. But we had people from China, Ireland, Ecuador, uh, Hungary, me from Venezuela, Cuba, people from all over the world. Yeah. There was a girl that was a New York Best Times seller, like a, a New York Times bestseller. She had a Wikipedia page, guys. Oh, wow. Do you know what it's like to live with a person who has a Wikipedia page? <laughs> no, tell us. <laughs> she was so nice, too. She was the nicest person ever. I was like, what? I don't know. I feel like at Barnard, everyone was like doing something super cool. Like They, they were either like published authors. They like worked with the UN. They were like singing in concerts and like fancy places in concert. I don't know. Everyone was doing something. I was like, I want to do something, too. I really wow. like that. Yeah. Well, here, I know, in my school, it's definitely not the Ivy League of France. Yeah. So everyone's super chill. No, but it's also, I think, um, there is a certain thing about this American college culture that they also prioritize a bit the extracurricular activities. While here, like, there, you might not have more than four or five classes, I guess. But then, first semester, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the fifth class was like, you know, a half credit. Yeah. (laughs) No, but here, even that you have that amount of classes, like on average nine to ten, even, it it doesn't really leave you the time, you know, to do a lot, uh, you know, um, extra. That is true. So I think they also, I mean, you know, because you go to an American college and then there are all these associations and all these clubs and you're like, oh, but where, where should I go? You know, like there, there are many of them on so a lot of topics. So I don't think it's pretty much the case in Europe in general. I would say it's not that much the case. Um, not, there's not that, you know, specific culture. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like it because I, I mean, I did, I do have five months of summer, so I mean, those that's five months nice. I can kind of do whatever wow. I want. That's cool. We also had like five months or four and a half months every time. Yeah, our vacations, vacations were very crazy. generous, very exactly. generous every time. I love that in Europe they do have a culture of like resting. Yeah, of having like a work-life balance kind uh, of. They do and even, they even don't. when you work, no, but even when you work here, you get like. A month of holidays plus like all the hot like public holidays, so you kind of end up getting almost a month and a half. I think it depends really a lot nice. on the country as well. Maybe it depends. On the I mean, maybe the general trend is like that, but it depends a lot yeah, on, I'm on about the country. I, don't I mean, yeah, France maybe yeah a lot of free days. <laughs> and they really respect like Sundays. Like I'm shocked yeah. that in Paris on Sundays you can barely go anywhere. Uh-huh. Yeah, I yeah. mean, there's still some things open. Very few. Which is different from other French cities like Dijon, right. where everything was closed wow. except restaurants, maybe. Except uh, restaurants and, are yeah, open, yeah, yeah. But supermarkets have good luck finding one. Yeah, shops, small the... shops, supermarkets. There was nothing. Yeah, you could only go to the Alimentation Générale, so the kind of superettes, the small ones that sell their products. 
for did they even have I don't, I, yeah there, there were a few there were a few I don't, of those. I don't even remember it was a long time ago uh, <laughs> here is mostly like touristy places and some supermarkets yeah yeah exactly but you can yeah still but find it's a more some. Yeah. It's a more lovely Although place. A lot here. of things are closed, yes, indeed. Like they need to. They, they cannot close like that, the entire city, you know? Yeah, of course. So, yeah, it's, it depends on the location a lot as well. Great. Yeah. yeah. Oh. What about you, Alexandra? How did you get here? Well, first, I want to introduce Alexandra because Alexandra and I oh. met like when we were both studying French. So we were 16 <laughs> years old. 10 years ago. Wow, that's a lot. That's, yeah, that's almost 10 almost years ago. Almost 10 years ago. And we kind of clicked because we both wanted to come here. Yeah. So we will go to like the Campus France meetings and like yes. all the talks and like take notes and be like, cool, cool, cool. And then now we're both here in Paris. Yes, exactly. Amazing. We're both here. We made it. <laughs> <laughs> of course you made it. We did. So I, I'm not sure, like for me, um, I don't know, I, I had always wanted to study in the US. That was my plan until I started learning French and I really, really liked the language. So I was like, okay, maybe I should go to France. <laughs> and I found Sciences Po online. So I literally Googled like French universities, <laughs> something like that. Typical. <laughs> What's the best French university to go to? <laughs> something like that, honestly. And I found Sciences Po and I was like, well, this looks really good. It looks really cool. Like I get to spend two years in a small city in France and then I get to go abroad and then I get to spend two years in Paris and I really like the masters so like masters in human rights or in development like in for, like basically foreign affairs so I just found Sciences Po and I decided to apply and I was like okay I'm just gonna apply so I applied to Sciences Po and then I applied to a couple of other universities and well it worked so I stay here nice <laughs> was it hard the process um, not, I mean, not necessarily. So I was already in France when I applied to Sciences Po because I came mm. to France to, I mean, I, I already had a good level of French, but I, I still needed to kind of, um, I don't know, just like get more comfortable speaking and writing and everything. So I did a six months course in Nice. Um, so what, when I applied to Sciences Po, I ha had already been here for a few months. Um, so no, the only tough part was really the interview, which I thought I had failed. But I think I we didn't. all had that <laughs> feeling. I mean, they asked me a bunch of weird questions, but in the end, maybe they didn't really want, like, expect me to know the answer to the questions. They just wanted me to, I mean, they just wanted to see how I reacted to their questions. Yes, right. exactly. Because so... We were very much confronted to the subject on the spot. Yeah. Mm. So we would like literally choose a subject from, you know, their bunch of subjects. Yeah. And boom, that was it. Whether it was a weird subject you've never heard before, like you had to stand in front of them and go. talk. Yeah. So no, it was not necessarily that hard. And then I, yeah, I don't regret it. I am happy with my decision. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Was it everything you thought it was? Um... Not at first. At first, honestly, after my first semester, I, I remember uh, my parents came to visit me and I started crying and told uh -huh. my mom that I never wanted to go back to Sciences Po. <laughs> <laughs> I told her I was depressed and I hated it and I didn't want to go back and everything. And she told me, like, no, no, like, give it a second chance, go back. Because I really felt bad about, I mean, I thought I was a good student and then I, when I came to Sciences Po, I was like, oh, maybe I'm not a good student because mm. I'm getting like nines and tens and elevens. Maybe I'm stupid. And I felt yeah. like really worthless oh, at some wow. point. Was... And I had like anxiety attacks. It was a really tough semester. Mm. But then my mom was like, no, no, like, don't worry, go back. And then I, I, I saw that I passed my classes. So it was like, okay, I passed. <laughs> and then I don't know, after, after the first year, I just got used to it. And I, I accepted it and I got to improve my grades and everything. So I don't regret it. But the first year was super tough. And I think, I think it was a normal, you know, it was a normal transition coming from such a different system, from such a yeah. different um, background, culture. from such a different culture as well. Exactly. Like you would never hear Marisol, anyone like su suiciding over grades. No, exactly. never, exactly. never. Unheard of. Yeah. Yeah. And then exactly. it's also, it's, it's also like the basic transition from high school to university, which I think in any country, it's pretty, yeah. you know, pretty tough. Even if you're going to your same your own education system yeah. it might be a bit tough because it's it's another step exactly. you know it's another level you have to think differently to yeah. to learn different things more specific things than you, mm -hmm. than you were used to so 
And well, actually, in Minnesota, I think it's mostly the same. Because you, like, still live Maybe. at home. And then go yeah. to, you go to university instead of school. You have your same friends exactly. and stuff. It must have been hard for you. Like, your other friends were, like, living the life they always had. And you had, like, a completely different life. Yeah. Yeah, it was different. It, it was difficult. But I don't know. I mean, I appreciated... First of all, I appreciated the safety. Mm, like, course. that's the thing <laughs> that I really... That we never had. And every everyone was really surprised when I told them, like... Oh, I mean, I really appreciate being able to walk, walk you know, like, like freely <laughs> by yes. myself in the streets of Dijon. And everyone's like, what? What, what are they you saying? They were all Europeans. What are you, exactly. They were oh, my Europeans. God. So everyone was like, what, what are you telling me? And I was like, no, but really, like, I was not in Maracaibo. Like, I would never we would walk, never walk you know? Anywhere. I would go, my mom would take me with her car to, like, wherever, wherever I wanted to go. Or take a so, taxi. Or, or take a taxi. You're not even for me, honestly. So my mom, like, I really appreciated that freedom. And I think that, I don't know, for me, it was amazing that I could just walk and go wherever I wanted, you know? Yeah. So that, that for me, was a good... It was something good. It was one of the aspects that I appreciated the most. But yes, it, it was difficult to be away. But then I also got to meet amazing people like her. Yeah, like, like me. Uh... And she got stuck with the so... Mesa. <laughs> so in the end, I mean, yeah, the first three, four months were pretty bad. But after that, it was amazing. I mean, it was a great experience. And I'm super happy I did it. And I love my master's. And I, I was super happy in the end. It was just the first year that was... I think it, it also got to, you know... We also got to uh, form... Uh, like, form ourselves somehow. You know, like, develop yeah. personally. Like, really grow. Yeah, it really grow. It makes you grow. I, I don't think I would have had the same opportunity if I stayed at home, let's say. I wouldn't have been as open. Now I see... I mean, now if you compare you know, ourselves from what we were and to, like, other people from your circles in that country. I think those people that might have never left or might have never had the chance to see other things, it's like, wow, it's it's a different from black to white, I think. It's 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 a very it's a very good experience and i always i always tell to people whenever whenever they have the opportunity to either do a an erasmus as we have in, in europe or a, an exchange or to go somewhere to have an experience i tell them go you should go you should see you should get the fuck out from your comfort zone you should not stay at you know mommy's place and be like oh this is so cute and nice no go it was hard for everybody but everybody was like needed to be confronted to that exactly so it's just go and then they say oh yeah but i'm not sure you know it's like so hard i'm like fuck go fuck it just don't just don't think about it you know and that's a wrap for today Make sure to tune in next week for part two of our conversation with Yasmina and Alexandra. See you!